0: You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand, exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app.
1: The following is an exclusive presentation of Team 600
2: ESPN El Paso. Join
3: since the Minor 49er!
0: All right, welcome into the show. This is Minor Talk. Adrian brought us here along with Sal Montes. We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with seven locations in El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Contact the Oscar Arieta Agency for all your home, auto, or life insurance needs, also commercial insurance. Trust the local experts at the Oscar Arieta Agency. Well, UTEP has done it. They have snapped the streak in Eastern Time Zone games. UTEP is now one. 26 and one in Eastern time zone games. After what a roller coaster of a finish against the Charlotte 49ers, UTEP 41, Charlotte 35. Uh, Just a back-and-forth contest from the get-go. Charlotte gets on the board first. Miners respond right away with a 15-play, 75-yard drive to tie it up at 7. Then UTEP takes the lead from then on. They don't really look back. However, a lot of close points in this game. Miners score back-to-back touchdowns in the closing minutes of the first half. They're up 24-7 uh in this game going into the third quarter it was one of those pinch me i'm dreaming kind of moments uh the the way that the miners were playing early on however um just like a dream when you want, when you uh you know think about utep football there are nightmarish times and for charlotte back to back touchdowns early into the second half put the 49ers within 3 points it looked a little scary miners were up 24-21 and then utep distanced themselves a little bit more with a 58 yard touchdown pass from gavin hardison to tyron smith to go up again 10 points miners get another field goal from gavin beckley to go up 34-21 miners feel good at this point they feel all right but charlotte's able to move the ball at this point this is like late third quarter early fourth quarter uh game is not completely over just yet. And Charlotte moves the ball all the way into UTEP territory. Then the big play happened. It was a rushing touchdown. It looked like all uh all what what uh, Bird needed to do was just put the ball over the over the goal line and he scored for the 49ers. Instead, it's a strip by uh, linebacker Cal Wallerstead. Jadrian Taylor scoops it up and runs it in from 100 yards out, a scoop and score for the UTEP defense. Their second touchdown of the game. Uh, Miners allow Charlotte to score uh, You know, later on in this game. It's a 41-28 game, and then Charlotte scores late, 41-35, and the 49ers get it back. It was 2-3 and outs by the UTEP offense. They could not get the ball moving. They could not bleed down the clock. 49ers definitely had the time. They had options. They had chances. It was a 4th and 25 play. Instead, a targeting call against Tyreek James. He gets thrown out of the game. Charlotte advances and scores uh, another touchdown to go down just by six points. And then Elijah Johnson with an interception to save the game at the end. Wow, Sal, this one is the one that kind of gets your blood pumping.
4: Yeah, and it felt that way. Um, you know, as the most important times were approaching. Right, you have the Miners trying to get a um, trying to close out the first half on a good note, and everything's great. Right, You're what was the score? Seventeen to to matter of fact, twenty four to seven at, at yep. the half, feeling great. But what happens? Charlotte opens up and gets uh, two touchdowns within the first four minutes to kind of bring things in there. And if we're being honest, two touchdowns in 39 seconds. So so I'm just looking at the time time sheet here. But um, it was back and forth in gaps, if that makes any sense. So uh, two teams who desperately want to – want to save their season i guess if you want to put it that way there's more more faith in the minors going into this one because they're coming off of that win over boise state and then charlotte just just having a tough time all year but basically two teams who look at each other and think that it's a winnable game if they go out there and what do you know here that big touchdown by um by taylor uh in the fourth quarter that 100 yard return in my opinion proves to be the difference because look at the difference in the score
0: yeah, no, that, you're definitely right, Sal. And it, it's so it's so interesting because every time I thought this game was over on either yeah. end, like I, at UTEP's side when they were up, uh, they they went up 31-21. I kept thinking to myself, all right. UTEP can now grind this out. They can. Their defense is going to get off the field. But the one area, I guess, of concern I had was I, I thought Charlotte actually did dominate offensively in the second half. Um, yep. They they really hurt UTEP left and right, and uh, UTEP's offense was actually getting off the field, not allowing the defense to rest. Even after that hundred yard uh, fumble recovery by Jadrian Taylor, uh, they turn around and allow that twelve uh, play seventy five yard drive uh, that ended up, you know, putting this one as yeah. kind of a you know it's not over yet it was in reach kind of game
4: yeah and and that's huge because you would think that uh that would basically count them out like all right it's checked out it's a a 20 point game at that point no they respond on the very next drive and and answer with the touchdown of their own. And then um, when they get the touchdown with about three and three minutes or so left, knowing that they have Reynolds and there's a possibility that they could get the ball back uh, down the stretch, doesn't matter. Records, stats, all that doesn't matter. All you know is that this guy um, is prone to get it done in crunch time. So that's something that um, they had to go up against. They put themselves in that position, uh, but you're right. A, a big, big momentum-type game here. And, and check this out, Adrian. I, I don't know if you noticed this, but – there were consecutive scores by both teams all game except for one. All right, so that was the first touchdown by um, by Charlotte, but UTEP answered that with the touchdown. But then UTEP gets a. Uh Three consecutive scores after that. Charlotte gets two consecutive scores, so on and so forth. But it's just a crazy, crazy Conference USA game. So I'm not too sure if UTSA or or um, you you know some of these other schools want to rescind their their transfer
0: because <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're gonna miss. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right, Sal. I, I'm I'm one of those guys who I like UTEP playing against Charlotte. I really do. Like these Chris Reynolds game, they've happened since Dana Dimel has gotten here, and it's yeah. it's been wild games left and right. It's three contests that they've played since Dana Dimmel's been here. UTEP's lost the, the first two contests against Charlotte, and they beat them this time around. So, um, for the Miners, they're not being a quality opponent, let's be honest. Charlotte's a bad team, but UTEP needed a win on the road. I mean, UTEP needed to prove to people that they could get a win in Eastern Time Zone games. So, I don't really care what the score is. I don't care that uh, it was a lot closer in the end. That And maybe UTEP got lucky at points. I mean, that's alright, but uh, Miners came out with a win, and and if you ask anybody on that team, that's all that matters to them.
4: That's really all that matters, especially when um, you're on the road and you're trying to trying to get things rolling after what was a rough start to the season. And while we're at it, Adrian, um, on the topic of Charlotte, uh, they're also going to the uh, to the American. But when we look at the series between the Miners and the and the Niners. They've all been close
0: games. Yeah, that's true. Every single Back and forth, them. kind yep. of shootouts, high-scoring games too. High-scoring high
4: games, defensive uh, affairs. I think the first one was probably kind of like a mixture of both. Miners led, Charlotte came back and won. We saw what happened the last time that these two teams played, but not a lot of separation. Maybe it was supposed to be like this, but uh, it feels better to be on the other side for once. Jeez.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of minor fans are breathing a sigh of relief. Uh, we'll turn it over to the fan base right now at our telephone number, 915 505 Nine to get into minor talk. You could call into the show. Give us your thoughts. What were your thoughts after UTEP uh, beating Charlotte today, forty-one thirty-five? Miners breaking it again, one twenty-six and one in Eastern Time Zone games. A huge, huge uh, win for uh, UTEP football in this game. I mean, uh, again, for UTEP, they, they needed this one in a, in a really big way. Uh, UTEP wanting to keep their bull hopes alive. They wanted to show everybody that they could still be uh, a team that is competitive in Conference USA. And after the first four weeks, a lot of minor fans didn't think that would be the case because they dropped a game against North Texas 31-13. When you look back on that game... Do, how do we even think? How do we describe that game? Like UTEP had, did UTEP have to go through the adversity to start the year off to to kind of find its identity? Because I think that's what it is, right, Sal? I- I'd say it's
4: adversity in the sense of it's something you're not used to because you opened up uh, the season with conference play. But as far as adversity, uh, although the disappointment was there after the game because it was a sold-out crowd, you fought like hell uh, on the marketing side to get people out there, and, and they showed up, and what happened, right? We we saw that, right. and, and we we heard it. We saw the tweets. We heard the calls. Um, but But in all seriousness, though, the season really started with uh, with New Mexico State because what do you make of the first two games? And I said this, I'll keep on saying it. After that zero and two start, it's crucial for them to go three and one. They just didn't go three and one in the way that we thought. So how different is it with a three and one? With a win against Boise State and a, a terrible loss against New Mexico or, or vice versa, would it be any different?
0: Right. right? That, that's that's it's a so really good point. See, yeah, that's a really good point at 915 505 6009. And I'll, I'll, I'll build off that one a little bit more, Sal, because UTEP needed to win very badly on their end. They needed to show people that they could get, they could kind of bounce back. And again, UTEP wanted to get to a point where they had. Um, they got the, like they, they actually achieved the goals that they set out for themselves they they set high expectations for this this team in itself mm-hmm. and when they, they started 1 and 3 and they started to get on lists like the bottom teams in all of conference uh, college football then it started to really um I, I think it started to really hurt the confidence of some of these players and i think you saw that against new mexico like they had no confidence whatsoever and against boise state they regained that confidence they they kind of got a little bit more swagger back even when UTEP hit adversity in this game against Charlotte they didn't panic and I think that's the big. and even Dana Dimmel said it today they mm-hmm. did not panic when it came to these situations that's huge for UTEP football that's exactly what they need to do that's I think that's the maturity in this football program
4: right yeah it it's a step in the right direction I don't want to say they're they're all the way there yet right there's still a half a season to play but um it's something that you wanted to see, right? Can you go out there and respond when when it's not going your way? Or you start the game out and you, uh, you defer. You want to put your defense out there. That's supposed to be your strength, which I, I think a lot of people would agree that it likely is despite the score. Um, Charlotte gets a touchdown to start things off. And it's like, oh, well, all right, that's how the game's going to go. It's going to be a tough one. And what do they do right after that? Yeah. They play their brand of football. Not only that, they score a touchdown, which was their first um, – touchdown uh, how could I, they they open the game or, or their first drive with a touchdown and it's also their first uh,
0: first quarter touchdown of the year right yeah that's, so that's actually a, impressive. a lot of
4: first damn
0: well but think about it so they always start off bad and that's uh, mm-hmm. that's become like a weekly question uh with Dana Dimmel and to start their opening drive with a touchdown for the first time this season that's Huge. that's significant right yeah. there for this offense that's taking the step forwards in the right direction now where they take step back is like the secondary not yeah. not completing drives in the second half when UTEP needs to put up put together a drive uh and instead they they go three and out and they punt it right back to Charlotte that's those are the drives where it's it gets difficult for this team and
4: you know what of all the um the criticism that they faced um and rightfully so they're starting to knock them down you know some of those things one by one right yeah like that's la- true last week it was hey run the ball change the play calling all right well they did that look what happened and, yeah. and then it was like all right well go get a, a touchdown on your first drive of the game they do that so hopefully you know maybe not too, too late, but next week against Louisiana Tech, we see them come out the gates firing when the third quarter starts. That's going to be the next step right there.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, Sal. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 as we get continue here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency. You can check them out, com, for their hometown hero, and to register for prizes, visit riseup915.com. Let's go to Adam on the east side of El Paso who's joining us to talk about this UTEP victory against Charlotte. Uh, Adam, UTEP snaps the streak. They are now uh, they now have one win in the Eastern time zone. What did you think of this one?
5: Hey, good game, guys. Um, good to have you guys again tonight on uh, Minor Talk. Just, uh, I guess, just a few things. Um, you know, good to see that UTEP faced some adversity and, and they did push back. Um, <clears throat> you know, you brought up some points about not being able to put it away in the second half on some drives. And, again, I think there was two drives that they could have put it away. And, you know, they just went very conservative and into the shell. And Charlotte knew exactly what they were going to do, and they did it. And, um, you know, I, I really like what UTEP has been doing lately in terms of, uh, you know, faking the handoff and Hardison, either throwing it or rolling it or tucking, at it, tucking it and, you know, getting them a first down with his legs. And that last opportunity that they could have, you know, put the game away instead of putting it back in Charlotte's hands. I really felt like that was a perfect opportunity, you know, to fake the handoff that Hardison uses legs, get the first down, and put the game to bed. And, again, this is this is where I'm critical. Again, you know, we were saying, well, who called the game last week? Well, look, it was Dana Dimmel. But, you know, his play calling is still not up to par when it comes to things like that. And that could be the difference. You know, in a game maybe against Louisiana Tech next week where we either win or we lose, you know? We could punt it away next week, and Louisiana Tech can drive down the ball and win the game at the end of the game. So just not very happy with that. And and, and again, I guess it's a little bit even more frustrating given all the experience that Dana Dimmel has as a coach. I mean, you would think that he would know better, and, and, and that's just my frustration with it. And so he has to... Continue to put the guys in positions to win. And there were some situations where I just feel he didn't in terms of play calling.
0: You know, actually, that's a really good point you bring up, Adam, because I, I was trying to think to myself, all right, I don't like the play calls that are going on in the in the third and, and fourth quarter, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a pass if UTEP can hang on. I think I would have rather UTEP, instead of them telegraphing those halfback stretch, halfback counter, uh, run up the middle, you know, those kind of basic uh, running plays, I would have liked to see them do one play fake and have Gavin Hardison run it himself, because because he was killing it on the ground, and he was actually running the ball really effectively, so I just wanted to see them pull one cra- one interesting play, one play that would actually do it. Maybe it's even a jet sweep to one of their wide receivers, but just something that's not necessarily a run up the middle.
5: Something, just a different look. And 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 I, for me, the reason why I'm pinning down on that a little bit more this week is we have Louisiana Tech coming up next week. Okay. And, you know, we came out with a victory and that's great. But, you know, like you've said, and like many other callers said, you know, a win is great, but you're judged on what you do next. And so giving the players the confidence to be able to get that first down instead of just going so conservative, you know, I I thought that's like what put us in trouble against North Texas. You know, you know, that's what put us in trouble against New Mexico. And, you know, here we are again. Luckily, we were in the lead, but it's not always going to work out the way that it did today. So, you know, Dana Dimel's, you know, has a wealth of experience as a football coach. Right. He's been around a lot of coaches. What's it going to take for him to broaden his horizons a little bit more and just do something different? Because when they do, you see that they do have success. I think Hardison... You know, he did have some success rolling it out and running it a little bit today. And they did so in the perfect spot. And that third and three at the end of the game, that was a perfect spot right
0: there. Yep. Hey, Adam, uh, I totally agree with what you're saying. I appreciate your phone call. Thanks so much for weighing in on this one. UTEP defeats Charlotte 41-35. They snap the Eastern time zone losing streak uh, and they get back to 500 on the season. Joining us now is uh, one of the standouts from tonight's game, Jadrian Taylor after a three-sack performance and one of the greatest runs uh, for a touchdown that you'll ever see by a defensive end from UTEP, a 100 yards. Hard scoop and score, Jadrian, What's going on, man? You are back. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Yeah, I had to get back on the board, man. What, a, a what have you ever had a touchdown like that?
6: No, I never had. I haven't had a touchdown since like middle school. So that was my first touchdown in a long time.
0: What was tonight like for you?
6: I was. I ain't gonna lie. It was, it was like a dream come true for real. I've been like all the play that you imagine before the game. That, that's what happened.
0: You know you're some you're somebody who's so hungry to be great with this football team. This football team has been through its adversity this year, no doubt. But you've uh, hung strong. Uh, you, you've uh, remained strong with this team, and you uh, you all have proved everybody wrong. What does it feel like to now be three and three heading into this game against La Tech next week?
6: Yeah, we knew not to fold after you know a couple of losses that we had some disappointing losses. We knew not to fold, and uh, you know I was a good leader throughout that time. And I knew that um we was gonna be we was gonna be alright, like we just gotta stand strong. And after that Boise win that kinda like got us on the road now, so now we gotta keep on winning.
4: Jadrian, this is a Sal here with Minor Talk. I Just kind of wanted to to catch up with you on this one. Um, last week, you all did a great job pressuring Bachmeyer against Boise State, but mm-hmm. we weren't able to kind of seal the deal with the sacks. What did it feel like mm-hmm. to go out there and get uh, over five sacks today as a team?
6: I always feel great, man. Like especially getting that, everybody else getting their sacks too, not just me. Everybody getting their sacks, it just feels good whenever. Because um, defense, you know, we are, we always love to hunt the quarterback. And he was a he he was a good quarterback, so it was good to get him under pressure, you know, try to get him
0: uncomfortable back there. So it was good, it was it was good it was fun. Hey, Jadrian, go enjoy this win with your teammates. Really appreciate you hopping on the phone with us and joining us after this uh, emotional victory. And uh, hey, congrats again on the win. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, Jadrian Taylor, UTEP defensive end senior, joining us here on Minor Talk as we continue. What a standout game from him, Sal. And, uh, you know, you love to see somebody like Jadrian Taylor succeed, uh, a junior college product from uh, Kilgore. Uh, He he starred at Lufkin High School, has been around Mm -hmm. this program for a while, emerged onto the scene with his uh, three-and-a-half sack performance last year against La Tech, a game in which that helped uh, UTEP seal the deal and become bowl eligible. And tonight he comes up big again against Charlotte
4: yeah big time and and it's huge because we know that the story of the team last year was the defense and to see them hit their stride after what was uh was a pretty slow start to to begin the season right they stuck with it believed in each other and also got to give credit to uh to coach Pivotal as well consistently uh putting his guys in position to succeed out there at that point we're starting to see the um the progress be made week by week yeah they allowed the amount of points that they did but how many touchdowns did they score too
0: No, that's a really good point. Zero, yeah. And that's
4: that's the next step is where these um, parts of the team, special teams, defense, offense, they all got to complement each other at some point. And when they do that – that's when they're at their best.
0: Yeah, and think about it, Sal, when you really put it all together. A, a special team score last week, mm-hmm. two defensive scores this week. Uh, it also makes me a little worried. Again, I never want to see this UTEP team in a shootout. They shouldn't have won this game when it when it's over 30 points because UTEP is a defensive team, and if it wasn't for those two defensive touchdowns, they, they're not winning. They're might, they might not be winning this game. Uh, if Charlotte punches it in for that one, uh, one yard rushing touchdown instead of Jadrian Taylor scooping it up yeah. and taking at 100 yards it's like what if what what happens after that with charlotte and you know what just having that that awareness of hey you know what the ball's out there
4: that's step one right right and then scooping it up and running but not hearing a whistle and hustling all the way to the other end playing until you hear a whistle is
0: huge that's true just basic fundamentals we
4: harped on the team about fundamentals a couple weeks ago and they stuck to the fundamentals um majority of the game tonight and we saw what happened
0: let's go to twitter real quick and then we'll get to minor who's joining us on the phone lines rip city trades eastern curse is broken utep wins espn needs to do a live break-in like they do with Aaron <laughs> judge Oh, seriously. (laughs) That's so good. That's great. That's a great one. Joshua Rios tweets the show. That's the game I didn't get to watch. I listened to it on 600 ESPN El Paso. We did it, UTEP Miners. Uh, This one, checking in from Adrian. The curse was trying hard to ruin the game and make us cry, but this UTEP football team is different. Hashtag UTEP. Joe Chacon tweets the show. No more East Coast curse. Miners win tonight and tackle both a win in North Carolina And in the Eastern time zone, nothing but love for all those that cheer for the school. We have our opinions. (laughs) Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag picks up. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag Zane is the next OG. Uh, Checking in is Leo underscore minor fan tweets the show. Today I told myself it wouldn't matter. As long as they won and as long as they won. It got ugly and worrisome in the end, but they still did what couldn't be done before, and that's huge. Can't take that away from there them. Hashtag picks up. That's coming in from Leo. If you want to call in on the show, our telephone number 915 505 6009. You can also check in on Twitter, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Tristan Pence tweets the show. Whew. That was a game that was much closer than it needed to be. We minor fans will take it. Jadrian Taylor was a beast tonight. Let's hope the Miners keep improving and get a win at La Tech. Uh, Shannon tweets the show. Coach made adjustments. This team is way better than the first three games showed. Hashtag minor Talk. And then the last tweet to get to is Manny David at Garcia 25. I'll admit, I wrote the Miners off this season after they lost to the Lobos. Since then, they've won two. Three and three now. Could they win three more? That's a good question, there, Manny. That's a good one right there. Let's go to the phone lines right now to 6009 As we continue, minor talk presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency. Minor is up next. Minor, go ahead. What do you think of this game?
1: I'll tell you what. I'm uh, my hats off to the guys. Uh, they went out, faced diversity again, but they figured a way to win. And what what amazes me is I I was looking at Minor Illustrated on the message boards. They're happy, but there's a bunch of them in there saying, oh, God, we're, we're lucky to win this and all that. Hey, the way I look at it, sometimes it's it's better to be lucky than good. A win is hey, a and, win. and when
0: is UTEP ever lucky, Minor? I want to ask you that uh, question. When is UTEP ever lucky in any kind of situation?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I've, I've been involved in many of the UTEP games on the inside playing, and there's been a lot of times – that uh, I can look back, thinking, "Man, uh, we we had a chance to win, and then something bad happens, and it exactly. just seems like once, exactly, once something bad happens, it all happens. It's just like your the house falls in, and we're headed to another one. It's like you expect something bad to happen, and it usually happens."
0: You know, you uh, and th- that's a really good point to bring up, Miner, because I was ex- I was waiting for it. And me and Sal were kind of texting back and forth throughout the the night. I mean, UTEP, they go up uh, at one point in this game, 31-21. Then they distance themselves, 41-21. They're winning by 20 points. And somehow Charlotte comes all the way back. I'm texting Sal, Charlotte's going to win this game. UTEP's going to blow it. Like, I-, I thought that last drive for sure, Chris Reynolds was going to march down the field. Do you see how the Charlotte bench was? They yeah. were going crazy. They, they were going crazy
4: crazy, and I I don't know the exact number. I should have it in front of me, but I I think he has about maybe... at least four drives, game winning touchdown drives in the final really? um, minute or, or minute and a half. Reynolds, like you're that. talking about. Reynolds, exactly. So th- this is a guy who knows what he's doing out there. Somebody was going to have to make a play to win this
0: game on either side, and that's what happened. Minor, I'll turn it back to you. What do you think about this UTEP team as uh, this season rolls along? Are you confident? Are you cautiously optimistic? Where are you at with this group right now?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, first and foremost, my hat's off to the Charlotte quarterback, because our defense was teeing off on him. Yep. Knocked him, what, knocked him out of the game three times.
0: Yeah, yeah, he went out, out on the bench, and he looked hurt on that last one that Tyrese Knight hit him really hard, the linebacker. He looked done.
1: You know, I'll tell you what, my hat's off to him. He's, uh, he's not didn't look like he's a very big guy. I got to watch the game, and it didn't look like he was a very big guy, but I'll tell you what, the he, uh, he sure could throw that ball, boy. Uh, the one that I think that really – was impressive was and it, of course uh, uh they called a, i think they called a holding but did you see that towards the end he rolled out and it was like on about their twenty five yard line he rolled out he was being chased and he was backing up he threw the ball on the sideline and went right over our guy right into the receiver he caught it it was right right at the line script it wouldn't have been a game but oh yeah that guy has some that guy had some precision uh, accuracy.
0: He did. He, Chris Reynolds is a great – he's so talented, Miner. I, I really – I totally agree with you completely. Uh, very talented quarterback. Hey, uh, Miner, I got to move to some other calls. I really appreciate your phone call. Thanks so much for chiming in on the show. Um, I'm glad he didn't even answer my question that I tossed to him, and then instead he redirected it by giving props to Chris Reynolds because uh, deservingly so, deservingly so off that one. Uh, we just freed up a phone line if you're trying to get in, 915-505-6009. Let's go to our guy, Kevin, who's joining us next on the show. Kevin, I know you were intently watching. What'd you think of this one?
5: Oh my
7: gosh. I was <laughs> I thought the same thing as you and Sal man. I was like, UTEP's gonna blow it, UTEP's gonna blow it. I'm like, this is just like a typical UTEP finish, you know, but you know, they came through, they prevailed, and they won, man. One hell of a game, man. And you know, people are gonna say what they want about Dana DeMille and all his play calling, but man, now you gotta put them up there with all the UTEP greats like Sean Kugler, Mike Price, and Gary Nord. Those coaches weren't able to win on the East Coast at all. And they have a rich, you know, resume with UTEP. And the fact
0: that he was able to do that, man,
7: man, hats off to him and his coaching staff, man. It was a hell of a performance. And finally glad that damn curse is over.
0: Well, well, Kevin, I got to slow you down real quick because uh, calling, unfortunately, calling Sean Coogler, uh, Gary Nord, uh, those guys' legends. I don't know if we can go that far, but I, I can stay with the Mike Price simply because he took them to somewhere they've never been. It you was know, a uh, show
4: in town. Either yeah, way.
0: it was yeah. like an AP Top 25 ranking, but I, I don't know about the Kugler uh, legend status. I don't know if Dimmel's a legend yet. I think the, the uh-huh. legend status for Dimmel will really be predicated on, can he get this team to another bowl game? Can he prove that this mm-hmm. team can beat quality teams? I think that's where we're t- when we get to that level of calling uh, a coach like this a legend or not because hey kevin three weeks ago this this uh, fan base was completely out on dana dimmel and they were ready to Hell fire yeah. him
7: uh-huh yeah i remember I, I we saw all those tweets man
0: <laughs> yeah definitely so i i mean how how quickly things change for people thinking that you know this coach this coaching staff everything has turned everything around when two weeks ago uh this fan base was out
7: yeah, no, exactly. But, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't call him a legend. Maybe, maybe let me rephrase myself. But he'll definitely go down in the history books as the first UTEP coach yeah. that ever went on the East Coast, man. So, definitely. You know, I, I gotta, I got to tip my hat because I was kind of one of his biggest critics coming into the year. You know, I wasn't too sure where exactly, you know, this team was going to head. And, you know, honestly, man, UTEP football should be 4-1 and one right now, guys. Honestly, the way they played tonight, they could have easily beaten New Mexico. They could have easily beaten New- North Texas. But you know what? I'll take it, man. 3-3 is not that
0: bad. Okay. All right. Not that bad from Kevin. I appreciate it. Good job, Kevin. Appreciate you calling in on the show. Always love to hear your thoughts on that one. Uh, Let's continue here with Alan. 915-505-6009. If you've been trying to get in on the show, uh, you could call in right now. It's 915-505-6009. Alan, what's going on? What's going on?
3: Yeah, I watched the game tonight, and – I wasn't really paying attention to the announcers, but then I started paying attention to the announcers. Okay. And, uh, they basically had the Miners pegged, man, on what they were going to do on the offense. That the fullback, wherever the fullbacks lined up, they said, they're going to run the ball where he's at. Sure enough. That's where they, they ran the ball. And then, when they threw the ball, when they had a certain formation, the announcers pegged it which way the ball was going to go. And sure enough, the ball went the way that they said it was going to go. They've got to change their offense. I mean, if the announcers can peg what the miners are going to do on the offense, can
0: you imagine what? Other teams that are scouting don't know what they're going to do? Well, I don't think this is a new thing, Alan. I- I'm surprised you're just re- barely pointing this out. I mean, this is a reoccurring thing week after week, at least in my eyes watching UTEP football. I could pin and tell you, hey, this is going to be a run up the middle on first down. Hey, this is going to be uh, a play action pass bootleg out to Tyron Smith on a deep shot on second down. Hey, on third down, if they didn't get that going or if they need three yards on the play, it's going to be a halfback stretch to Dion Hankins. Like, it's th- this offense is very. Very predictable. I've, I've really not. I haven't thought that this is a uh, an offense that gives you a ton of variety, especially when they ha- they are trying to protect a lead, like they were trying to do today. Uh, third quarter, fourth quarter, UTEP tries to just protect that twenty point lead, and instead they get way too conservative, way too passive. I get it. I get all the nitpicking. I get all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line, UTEP won this game, and I, I think that uh, above anything, UTEP just needed to win. I, it, it wasn't pretty um, by any means. It wasn't against a quality team yeah there are things that they need to clean up uh but i, I think the overarching theme, theme at least in my eyes is they got the win that's true
3: but i think they played better last week i mean their offense oh yeah no no they played a perfect game alan they
0: played almost a perfect I mean, I mean,
3: game their, their, their offense last week was more balanced it wasn't as predictable as it was tonight
0: yeah i'm with you on that i agree completely all right, man. Thanks a lot. You guys are all a blessed good, night. Hey, good stuff, Alan. I appreciate you. Thanks so much. 915-505-6009. Sal, any thoughts on, this, on these couple calls we've had right here?
4: Yeah, uh, two um, – I don't want to say different, co- completely different types of takes, but um – Two guys who have certain observations on the team, right, and expectations, of course. When I look at the offensive play calling, more so on um, on the last call we just took, um, it's it's changed in a way that they're doing what's working for them, but it hasn't changed in the sense of of creativity, if if that makes that makes a lot of sense. You you know what I mean? They're playing a. In a, in a way, like catch me if you can. You know that they're what they're going to do. See if you can catch up. They're going to run here. All right, meet them there. Let's see who wins that that battle right there. So that that's what I've been getting uh, with the pe- the play calling, but the fact that they're starting to go with what's working more um, spectrum wise, probably like seven out of ten is, is where I'm at because finally they're starting to make the game easier for themselves. But that's not, to, that's not to say that team's not going to meet them and eventually win that type of matchup. They're going to have to be creative at some point.
0: Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Augustine is next on the show. I, uh, I thought he was banned on the show for a while, <laughs> uh, but uh, he's back in action and he's with us here on the show. Augustine, how'd you get through our extensive call screening?
8: Uh, dude, that was tough, man. I had to disguise my voice and uh and the whole shenanigans with computer solid mean, I, I just I I just, just want to say two things, man. Credit to miners they won on the East Coast against a bad Charlie team, which which everybody's right. Utah needs to make a lot of adjustments in order to get better. But I, what I really wanna know is what is Kevin smoking that that you know, he should share with everybody what he's smoking and uh in Tennessee, what you seeing, that now all of a sudden uh, the Hall of Fame or, or the Hall of Shame really got smaller, I, I, you know, that take just really blew me away. And, and unfortunately, that's a lot of minor fans. And we, as minor fans, you have the responsibility to, yes, to the team. But come on, people, put your feet on the ground and just <laughs> say it's a win on the East Coast. That has never happened before. Just be happy. Don't say that these coaches are the best in America. They're not coaching Notre Dame or Georgia or any of those sorts. So um, I just want to know what he's having, and, and he can tweet what combination of illegal drugs he's taking. Just give us a call. <laughs>
0: Oh, you see, you're oh, hilarious. Uh, you, you know what? I, I'm going to allow that. That was a, you got to start grading all your phone calls or like rating them on a scale of one to 10. That was about a, that was a, a passing grade of a 7.1. You, you, you passed 7.1 out of 10. Um, you, you, uh, didn't, you didn't shoot yourself in the foot. You didn't get banned like you did last time, a one out of 10 phone call last week. Uh, but, uh, nice redemption, Augustine. Good job there. And to finish up, uh, just,
8: uh, just be careful with minor fans. Just uh, Yeah, I just, think that's
0: uh, why. Actually, you know what? Thanks for the phone call, Augustine. I appreciate the call. <laughs> I think that's why you probably said that right there. Is, uh, because you got berated by minor fans all week long after last week UTEP defeats Boise State. Augustine calls in, says the coaching staff should be fired. Uh, calls back in this A- week. After just, the win? Yes, against Boise State. <laughs> it was, was ridiculous. I, was I, you, I don't remember. It that. was an was early call. LAQ. Yeah, okay. it was an early call. He was like one oh, of the first man. ones. Yeah, as as you would imagine, right? I mean, with Augustine. Are you really that surprised, Sal? Uh, no, man, but I'll say this. He um, he knows what he's doing. Oh, he does. He does yeah. know what he's doing. Hey, good call by Augustine. Let's keep it going. <laughs> 915-505-6009 to get into the show. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. And 600 com. We'll have a recap up over the weekend. We'll talk a little bit more about this game. And uh, Miners getting a big win on the road against Charlotte, snapping the uh, 27-game winless streak out in the Eastern time zone. Uh, Let's take our first time out of the show when we come back. Which three games will UTEP win in order to try to get bowl eligible? We'll go through the schedule. We'll evaluate that as we continue. Minor talk right here as uh, we continue. Presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, along with Sal Montes. We'll take a timeout right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
1: 600 ESPN El Paso.com.
0: Back. Minor talk is live. We're presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency. With seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens, go to Oscar Adieta Agency online to check out the nearest. Location by you. Oscar at the agency makes it easy when it comes to bundling insurance. In fact, I had auto insurance with Oscar at the agency, and then uh, I recently purchased a home, so I added on my home policy as well, bundled and saved. I didn't even realize that I had any kind of increase in pricing, and uh, that's due to the great people at the Oscar Addy at the agency who helped me save and bundle in the long run. Go to OscarAddy at the agency.com. Let's go over to some uh, tweets that we have on Twitter. By the way, our telephone number, if you want to chime in, 915-505-6009 to get into the show. David Castro tweets the show. My heart almost couldn't take this. Amazing what playing with confidence will do. Go Miners. Congrats on the Eastern Time Zone win. Let's go. Proud of these guys. Let's get ready for La Tech. Also checking in is Adrian M. The curse was trying hard to ruin the game and make us cry, but this UTEP football team is different. Herman um, Flores checks in. Dimmel's play calling, Ghost Rider needs to keep. Pay that guy. Uh, sorry, Herman. It's Dana Dimmel calling the plays. He's just calling it right. Um, Poncho checks in on Twitter. Good play calling and good game by quarterback Gavin Hardison. Defense needs to be consistent. They got three turnovers, but gave up 321 passing yards. Dimmel got outcoached in the second half again. Actually, he did. I, you know, the second half was just not UTEP's. And again, playing conservative football for UTEP is just not the brand that I like watching this team. In fact, uh, I just you know that you can give this team a twenty-point lead, you can give them a ten-point lead, you can give them a three-point lead. I don't like them playing with the lead whatsoever. When it comes to another the team on the other side playing with some urgency.
4: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because at the end of the first half or near the end of the first half, rather, you and I were talking about it. How um, how are they going to approach this with a sense of urgency? Can they can they at least get a field goal to close out the half? And what do they do? They wind up getting the touchdown. We saw some urgency. They only had one timeout left um, when that drive started with um, when they got the final touchdown. And we saw Hardison make some plays, move around the pocket, get out. We saw some uh, some plays by other guys. They get the touchdown. All right, cool. Miners have the momentum. Then the defense compliments it with the touchdown of their own. It was like the perfect storm going in, in favor of the Miners, right? But all because they were able to uh, not only score the touchdown on offense, but then get the touchdown on defense. So there's the compliment there. But we look at the second half, and it was kind of like, all right, this is what Charlotte does. They want to play That's this true. fast, this fast-paced type up of offense, up tempo, and they were able to um, to strike with some touchdowns early in the in the second half as well. So it just goes to show that, however big um, a gap of momentum may be for you, it could go right over to the other team. And everything that you just did, not to say it doesn't matter, but at this point, it's ground zero now. So what else can you do?
0: That's a good point. I mean, and, and for this UTEP football team, I I, I just think that. Uh, Again, getting a win out in the Eastern time zone. uh, The travel, it's hard enough, uh, which is another thing that needs to be said. But, uh, yeah, I I thought, you know, interesting points all all around. Leo underscore minor fan checks in. I have no clue as to the answer of this question, Sal. About those 41 points, is that also a first in the Eastern time zone? Uh, I'm not sure. not sure whatsoever. I don't
4: know. I'll take a look, but I'm probably going to say yes.
0: I'm also going to say that's a little difficult to look at because uh, you're going year by year looking at, okay which school is actually in the eastern time zone so yeah <laughs> i'll, it's, it's I'll tough. give it a shot let's see if i can. Find I, it. I uh you know what sal i think we'll uh, we'll have to look we'll have to ask our friend drew bonnie or our friends over at utep football because they'll they'll have uh more stats on that uh paul marmalejo tweets the show whoa miners won miners covered against the spread That's right, Paul. They definitely did. Adrian M. tweets the show, I'm not ever washing my Jadrian Taylor (laughs) shirt. We've been winning since I got it last week. I didn't wash it this week after the Boise win. And look, it destroyed the curse. Hashtag UTEP football. If I ever go to the store and I
4: I have to buy some new detergent and I see you there, I'm kicking you out of the store. You should not be washing that shirt.
0: Oh, man. At all. (laughs) Um, Leo checks back in. Today I told myself it wouldn't matter how they won as long as they won. It got ugly and worrisome at the end, but glad they did what they couldn't do before, and that's huge. Can't take that away from their hashtag picks up, hashtag minor talk. Uh, Paint the Nails Orange and blue for a bowl win. That's what uh, Leo also says. Uh, King Eric checks in on Twitter. The streak is finally over, but games shouldn't be coming down to the wire like that. The offense seems to be getting better and better each week. Maybe the Boise State win lit a fire under this team. Overall, a C performance. That's what Eric said. You agree with the C performance for UTEP? I'd say um, I'd say a B plus. I'd say a B plus two. Yeah. I'm, just in,
4: in general, right? We look at the defense and they pitch in with two touchdowns. That doesn't come around very often. How, how Matter of That's fact, true. We, we talked about this after the loss to, um, I called in on Minor Talk after the loss to the Lobos. Asked, will they even score 20 points? Yeah. You know what I mean? And we were kind of directing it at the offense. And they did that today. The offense scored more than 20. But for f- to get to 30 now, no, they, they get to, to over 40 in this one. So just from an over team perspective they I, I gotta go b plus because the defense complimented also beckley who's climbing up the charts i think he's um either oh
0: nice okay let's 10 get the for beckley. 11
4: or 11 for 12 this year but he is still second in um uh, all-time field goals so he's uh um, wow is he at 47 now i think he's at 47 wow yeah, he had three fi- away three away from tying and and um four away from breaking so he's gonna that, break it uh, but he pitches in on the um On special teams as well, so everybody's there to compliment each other. The only thing I didn't like is that, you know, there was a little bit of a lapse and Charlotte was able to get back into this game and and have a chance to win it. But aside from that, though, you, you break a curse right you haven't won in north carolina nor the the eastern time zone but then um to do this you you get back-to-back wins which is very rare indeed and you're going to go into the thick of the conference usa schedule you want to go in they're feeling your best they still got to clean some things up but overall man i think um Pretty much everybody complimented each other today.
0: Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into minor talk. Uh, The defense today allowed 321 yards of offense against Charlotte. That was rough. I mean, it's still below the average that UTEP has. They average 333 yards of total offense they allow against opponents. But still, Sal, that's a – actually, I'm sorry. It's 417. I got the number wrong. 417 as far as total offense. They allowed  – 321 through the air that's only passing yards right there and i didn't think charlotte ran it enough they could have run the ball a lot more they were running it well against utep
4: yeah i think they wanted to to keep the ball in the hands of their best player their best playmakers so i don't fault them for that and it came down to it near the end as well you you got to go with your best players in that situation uh but but overall i know that the yards allowed were are definitely alarming but When you get two touchdowns in a game. And three turnovers. Three turnovers. And and one to seal the game, right? I, I think that makes up for it.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, five sacks, uh, ten quarterback hurries. Nice night. I mean, they exactly. rattled Reynolds the whole. I it, it's tough. Like I, it's a toss up. You got the good and the bad from the it defense. Was, it's
4: a boxing match between you know guys who are just throwing haymakers all night. UTEP just landed a bit more.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's a really good analysis there, Sal. I you know going back to the last play, I just I keep thinking about that last play over and over in my head. Uh, Spencer was one of their most reliable, if not their most reliable receiver all night, and uh, Reynolds was just chucking. It up to him, left and right. It was a screen to Spencer. It was a Spencer uh, get, catch, and then he'd get yards after the catch. He had seven catches, 160 yards, and a touchdown. Just a magnificent game from uh, Elijah Spencer. And then, the last play, Reynolds throws it up to him. It's a catchable ball. Uh, Spencer just completely loses it, and, and that's the focus right there. He loses that focus. He loses the ball in the air, and Elijah Johnson tracks it down and makes the play on the interception i think maybe on the naked eye oh that's an easy pick because reynolds threw that ball off no reynolds threw it up for grabs it was up to spencer to go back out and and grab that ball for it and instead elijah johnson makes a really heads up play to pick that one off he he knew elijah johnson made the uh had that awareness that spencer wasn't around him he's making that pick and winning the game
4: yeah, and, and he's been showing some bright spots uh, these last couple of weeks. And
0: he did get burned today,
4: I'll be honest. He, 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 he got, got burned. He got burned, but I'd say he made up for it. He made up for <laughs> it in a big <laughs> way. I, I mean, and that's the thing is that we're going to look at plays being made on both sides, and I get it. In a perfect world, everything's going to go your way. But when it doesn't, how are you going to respond to it?
0: Yeah, that's a a good point. That's a good point there, Sal. Uh, Jonathan Byers tweets the show, UTEP got their first win in Eastern Time Zone. Give Dana Dimmel another contract extension. This guy gets it. He gets it. (laughs) (laughs) Devious tweets the show, I'm relieved that UTEP got the win. Please give Pivido a bonus. Actually, all right. Now, we were joking on the one before if you didn't catch the sarcasm from us. But uh, I do agree. I mean, Pivido, man. Yeah. Uh, just a just an amazing coach uh, the defensive coordinator for UTEP cannot be taken light uh, for granted whatsoever just a, a great pl- uh, coach for this team. Pinky tweets the show great team win, Miners safe travels home, hashtag minor talk uh, going back to the question I teased before we, we got on this segment what are the three wins UTEP's going to get in order to get bull eligible and Sal, I'm looking at next week and I already wrote, wrote this one off as a loss Lot Tech's not good they're not. And
4: I also had them pinned in as a loss because we did this a while back.
0: Yep, that's right. And
4: So just for context, this was before we knew how good these teams are at this point. You know, we don't, we're we not time travelers. But um, I myself had them pinned as a loss against La Tech because although it was a, a good win last year or um, an important win last year, they're not at home. And also, too, Louisiana Tech, um, as bad as their record may be. It's, you still got to make that trip. And if they had trouble tonight in Charlotte, they could still have trouble in Ruston. You can't take winning for granted. Put this one in the books already. That's right. Enjoy it tonight, but as soon as the clock strikes, uh, you know, 11.59. Be a minute early, right? But 11.59, all right, move on to the next one.
0: So uh, just to give everybody context, uh, in this one, as we're looking at it, Louisiana Tech checks into next week's game having the 10th overall offense and the 10th overall defense in conference USA subpar in both categories. Uh, Put it in perspective, UTEP is the second worst team in total offense in conference. Conference USA uh, interesting to note right there Sal and then the number one team in Conference USA for defense so very polar opposite when it comes to offense defense for UTEP although the past two games the offense for the minors has definitely improved uh, you could definitely say that but um, three wins where the minors get under their belt they've got at tech they've got Florida Atlantic they've got Middle Tennessee to close out the month of October I'll ask you this Sal is UTEP Anyway, is there any way UTEP is bowl eligible by the end of October, winning going 3 and 0 the rest of the way? Uh, oh, let me see here. Again, at Law Tech versus Florida Atlantic following a bye, and then versus Middle Tennessee. I say no, they have to drop one one
4: of those right maybe yeah. even two uh, maybe so I mean I, I hope not right but I mean Middle Tennessee yeah they lost to UTSA but they had the big win against Miami and they're one of the teams uh, in a position like UTEP where they were pinning that bottom 25 and they're trying to make their way out of it I, I think they were wrongfully placed there to be honest and, and we talked point. about this too but I mean people view you how they view you and you're responsible for, for the games that you have to play, they're going to judge you off of the games that you play. So that it should be a good game, but realistically, I, I'm looking at this, and I just can't see a, a, a 3-0. I hope so, but, um, you know, you, you got to play these games by the game too. And, and do you trust this team to reel off a win streak when, um, you know, there's a lot of meaningful football to play? When they really, if we really kind of break it down, they got the biggest win in the demo era last week in year five.
0: That's true. And I, I think that, yeah, I don't see them going 3-0. and I see them maybe, I, okay, let's talk about worst-case scenario. We can maybe agree that one, they'll at least win one of the games, the rest of the games in the month of October. So if they go 1-2 and two in this next stretch, again, at La Tech versus Florida Atlantic versus Middle Tennessee, 1-2 and two in that stretch, that would put the Miners at 4-5 and five overall. Then they play at Rice versus Florida International.
4: Oh, man, that's that's tough as well, but I think...
0: Can they get back-to-back wins there? If they do, it's going to have to be Rice and FIU. That's right. Okay, so if they win both of those games back-to-back in November, Miners are bowl eligible, doesn't matter what happens at UTSA to close out the year. Yeah, should be interesting to see. But that that kind of means that these next 3 games, the Miners might want to they might need to win 2 games out of these 3 games coming up because if UTEP goes into November having to win 2 of those games Rice, FIU and UTSA, whenever you have to put the words have to win in front of UTEP, uh usually that's not a good sign whatsoever. So, I'd be worried if that's the case you you want to go 2 and uh 2 and 3 out of, two out of the three in these next three games between La Tech, Florida, Atlantic, and Middle Tennessee. Easier said than done for UTEP.
4: And if we really break it down, to Adrian, although there's six games left, realistically, there's five games that can be winnable. True, I, true. I mean, I mean, I know you... Like, I'm a hypocrite because I said you got to play the game, but UTSA is the class of the conference. That's right. And who knows what they're playing for. May, by that time, maybe they could be... Hopefully, right? Receiving votes. If you're a Roadrunner fan, you want to see your team get rolling because they they have a banged-up team right now. They're all... I'll say this, though, they are not as bad as their record says they are. This is a team that's going to be in contention, not only for the uh, the tops. Sp- oh, there is no division. They're going to be in contention for the Conference USA Championship already. So are they going to try and get some separation from whoever else there may be that's uh, near the top as well? They might want to bury
0: UTEP just to solidify something. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, as we continue here on Minor Talk. So we, we are uh, – are are you in an agree? Are you um, in the thought process that UTEP is going to win six games easily? Uh, looking at how the schedule is uh, laid out, Sal, I don't think it's easy, but I think it's probably uh, seventy-five to eighty-five percent likelihood UTEP can get to that mark. I'm gonna say sixty forty. Ooh, okay. And, and the reason why is because
4: yes, it was a big win against Charlotte, but if we kind of look at it deeper, that's a team that you should be putting away and you shouldn't be in that position. Okay. And if, if they do so against um Middle Tennessee, how's that gonna fare? Even Florida any team on this schedule, right? But when you when you look at some of the better teams on there, you you can't get by doing what you did uh tonight against those teams.
0: A couple of different conference you say scores to get to um uh Rice just beat UAB. What a shock. Twenty eight twenty four. Wow. <laughs> Wanted to pencil wow. that owls game as an easy win uh-uh there can't do that that's can't exactly do that. it and that's yep. a
4: november game
0: that's right <laughs> fiu defeats new mexico state that's a surprise too 21 7 uh fiu beating out the aggies that's a shock that was on the road that's a bad loss for nmsu right there um wow yeah. i'm surprised coming off of the big win wow i'm also surprised of this one north texas handling florida atlantic pretty easily 45 28 I'm surprised about. And then uh, Troy beating out Western Kentucky 34 27. Uh, Western Kentucky, a little bit of a hangover following that loss after. uh uh, you know, to Indiana. They should have won that one for sure. Miners winning today and then uh, UTSA winning yesterday, 45 30 against Middle Tennessee. That was a bit of a scare for the Roadrunners. But as you mentioned, Sal, they've got some injuries. Uh, they're going to be right back. They're going to ride right the ship. They're going to be a team who's going to compete for a, a, New Year's, a New Year's 6 bull bid as an at large team.
4: And, and you know what? For what it's worth, let's kind of take a trip back to week one against North Texas and that disappointing loss. Okay. North Texas, as it stands right now, <laughs> it's number one in conference. USA at two and zero. Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. They're also a team that reeled off six straight wins to to go to. Um, no matter how they got there, right? They they go to a bowl game. Yeah. So they're they're right in a, a conference uh, high. I think they've won their last seven conference USA games too. So not to kind of make the wound feel a little bit better, but that that loss doesn't look as bad now. It, the more that North Texas continues to win, the less that. The less bad that loss looks. I yeah, don't that, to that
0: makes it. sense. No, that makes sense. It, it's now becoming a better looking loss. Yeah, uh, if that makes sense. I mean, sense. you don't want to lose, but if you got to take anything from it. Sure, I get you. Uh, let's go back to Twitter. Let's get, re- we'll read some tweets and we'll take a timeout and then we will wrap things up with some awards on the show. Taco Johnson, what a name. Love it. Great job by the defense. That Charlotte offense is a problem that not many Conference USA teams will be able to solve. Our defense passed with flying colors. Eh. I don't really agree. I I think there's some issues in the secondary, not like persistent issues that are going to continue, but uh, that's a secondary that's a little inexperienced going up against a very experienced wide receiver group in uh, Charlotte. I don't really think Charlotte's that great, but uh, they moved the ball and they scored a lot of points against the Miners. And I
4: like that you bring up the secondary as well, because when when we talk about defense, we kind of look at it in the general sense, but... The guys up front did their jobs. They did. You know at that point it's up great game to the by guys the D-line In the back end to make some plays and um you know Reynolds and company were able to to buy some time and and just be cerebral and make some really incredible plays so you you got to give them credit but you're right if we break down the defensive sections um Maybe the secondary part of the game was was not the most impressive. When we look at the defense,
0: Victor Neff at Neff Poppy tweets the show. Miners tried to give this game uh, give this game away. Predictable play calling. Predictable play calling still sucks. Some new players need to think how dumb plays can cost them. Targeting at the end was stupid. La Tech and Florida schools should be at least three wins. Okay, Victor likes uh, the win against La Tech, or the game against La Tech, and he likes both uh, FAU and FIU to be wins for the Miners. Hey, to put it into perspective, FAU, FIU both have to travel from Florida to El Paso. That's not an easy travel whatsoever. They're going to be up late compared to their time. So, good point there, Victor. And as far as the play calling, um, I think it was predictable in the second half, liked it in the first half, uh, and then as far as the targeting call, man, that was just rough is rough. I, I honestly think when you watched it on the replay, he kind of went at the shoulder. It wasn't really targeting, but they reviewed it. They called it the targeting, and uh, as a result, James uh, gets ejected. I also want to mention that was on a fourth and twenty-five. That should have been game yep. because that was the backup quarterback who was in for Charlotte. Uh, you know, Foster uh, again. Chris Reynolds was knocked out three separate times in this game. He was sacked uh, five times by the Miners and threw an interception uh, that lost them the game. But yeah, that that was bad. That was really bad by the defense. Uh, Noah tweets in the show, friend of the program. Noah, very curious to see the attendance numbers when the Miners return home in a couple weeks. We know historically the numbers do not improve regardless of the record. Hashtag minor tuck Noah, I'm very curious as well. And they don't play here in town for another couple weeks, so a lot can change between now and then. Doesn't matter the Boise game, doesn't matter this game. It only matters what happens next week at La Tech, and that will dictate how many people go or not go. Uh, Saturday, October twenty second, against Florida Atlantic. And by the way, that's a noon that's a two o'clock game. That's an afternoon game here in El Paso. You know what I'm thinking of, Adrian? I, I can't even consider this game
4: as um, as a factor when it comes to attendance after a, after a game against Louisiana Tech. I think it's going to take two wins, you know, back-to-back here on, on this um, La Tech-FAU swing. I think they got to get those two in order to have a chance at, at a good crowd. For homecoming, yeah. For homecoming, right? And then obviously thinking ahead, um, looking at Rice, if they can win their – Maybe a good crowd against FIU, but considering the quality of opponent and kind of just the momentum, Middle Tennessee is probably going to be, um, for the remaining home games, probably going to be the one where we can have the biggest home crowd, assuming that the momentum is there.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, Sal. Uh, I think I think fans will need a lot more. They still need a lot more proving in order to be waved exactly, all yeah. the way back. Uh, I think that's a really good point. Joe Chacon, with the last tweet that we'll read, then we'll hit break. I love the passion of our fans, especially on Twitter. This whole week I realized that we all love UTEP in different ways and we need to come together and start looking at the upside. And he tags everybody who's controversial on Twitter. Oh, boy. <laughs> Except for Mike Cuviello, who just replies to everything. Shout-out to him. Uh, <laughs> Kumbaya is what uh, his hashtag is for uh, Joe Chacon. So, good, sh- big shout-out to him. Hey, let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, we'll give out some awards. We'll wrap things up. Minor talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 600ESPNELPASO.COM Final second here of Minor Talk as we continue. Adrian brought us here along with Sal Montes, winding down the show, wrapping things up. If you'd like to give us a call, now is the time to do it. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. We're also uh, at 600 Paso on Twitter and 600 com, where you can check out the recap following this one. Um, We got some awards to hand out, and I think it's going to be a contentious battle across the board for all of these awards. Sal and I have conversed. Uh, It was contentious. We were heated in the the debates on both ends, but uh, we came to a resolution. We had to
4: get separated. We had to
0: get separated over here. We're in
4: different studios right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can't even look at each other after this one. But uh, in the end, we came to an agreement. We put our differences aside, and uh, we've come to a conclusion. As far as these awards. So let's go out and let's do it. Let's read some of our sponsors and uh, give and let's pay some bills. Let's give them some love here on the show. First off, our Heineken player of the game. Oh, man. So many different options. You could go Dion Hankins. 20 carries, 113 on the ground. Uh, Average almost six yards a carry. What a night for Dion Hankins in this one. You could go Gavin Hardison. Three passing touchdowns for the quarterback. 10 of 14, uh, not fit more than 15 pass attempts, by the way. Sal, uh, before I move on, were you surprised by that quickly? Uh, no.
4: I, I kind of was hoping that it would be under 15. Uh, I am surprised with the completion percentage. Yep. Back-to-back weeks with a high percentage, but uh, I, I would say no.
0: Okay, another quick one that we'll go off of. Tyron Smith, four catches, 106 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Is Tyron Smith back? Uh Possession-wise, I'd say let's find out in Rustin. Yeah, a good call. Good call right there. You could also look at, of course, Jadrian Taylor, which I think a lot of people would go. Three sacks, 100-yard uh, you know, touchdown on a fumble recovery. What a day for Jadrian Taylor. He is officially back uh, the bake at a shake and bake. Um, you know, praise Praizemayule is shake and then he is bake. praise is still looking for his first sack, by the way, but – uh His counterpart, and Jadrian Taylor, gets three tonight. What a night for him. Instead, we are going with Cal Wallerstedt. Linebacker Cal Wallerstedt, that's right. uh, He had eight total tackles in this one. He had one tackle for loss, and he had a whopping two forced fumbles that resulted in UTEP touchdowns. Two forced fumbles for UTEP linebacker Cal Wallerstedt. Here's the first one.
2: Rutledge motions right to left, Reynolds to throw, he's being blitzed, he rolls out to the left side and is knocked away, picked up by Tyrese Knight inside the five and he goes into the end zone! Touchdown Miners! Reynolds was buried! And the ball came out inside the 15-yard line. Tyrese Knight picked it up and carried it into the end zone. And the Miners have scored two touchdowns in a matter of seconds. They lead 23-7.
0: And Tyree Knight also had a b- big game today. Six total tackles, a sack, and a touchdown off that scoop and score. But it was done by the player of the game, Cal Wallerstedt. Eight tackles, a tackle for loss, and the f- uh, two forced fumbles on tonight. It's our Heineken player of the game, Cal Wallerstedt. Heineken, reminding you to drink Heineken. Let's go over to our uh, the- our Oscar Arieta Agency drive of the game. Oh, man, I love this one. This is the one that I'm so fired up about, um, and it was, of course, it's not even close. Well, actually, it was close. That's why we have an honorable mention. Uh, if this was a touchdown, it would have easily been it, but uh, honorable mention, a 36, or excuse me, a 34-yard rush by running back Deion Hankins. Let's hear the coverage.
2: Snap, and the give to Hankins, left side, cuts it back, 45-50, 45-40, Hankins all the way still on his feet inside the 35 to the 30. He's got the first down all the way to
0: the 25-yard line. What a remarkable run by Hankins. And actually that one set up a touchdown uh, just a couple of plays later for the miners. It actually set up a 26 uh, yard touchdown pass from Gavin Hardison uh, to Trent Thompson which um, you know hey not trying to spoil anything but we might get to that one in just a little bit. but instead let's get to our real uh, this is our real play of the game and uh, it happened earlier today.
2: And there's the snap and the give. It's Siobhan McEachern, and he's in for a Charlotte touchdown. Now he may have fumbled the ball. Let's see if he crossed the goal line. The Miners are going the other way. And is that Tyrese Knight again? He's already scored once. No, it's Jadrian Taylor. Jadrian Taylor takes it to the house.
0: And that's it. Jadrian Taylor, 100-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. That is our Specs play of the game. Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods has been a Texas family-owned destination for selection and savings since 1962. It's your one-top, uh, one-stop shop with literally thousands of wine, spirits, and beers at everyday low prices. If you're looking to step up your cocktail game, get insider info on seasonal releases or order online for same-day delivery. Just go to Specs Online com because the fun starts here at specs uh now let's get to our Oscar at the drive of the game I prefaced that earlier but let's get to it right now in the second quarter UTEP put together a nine play 82 yard drive right before the half ended when do you ever see UTEP score before the end of the half and they did it twice and it, it was capped off by this 26 yard touchdown pass from Gavin Hardison to Trent Thompson
2: now the snap is back, play fake, he'll throw, steps, taking a shot to the end zone, it's caught by Trent Thompson at the five, and he rumbles into the end zone. Trent Thompson, touchdown, Miners!
0: And that is, uh, that. those are our rewards right there. Oscar ID at the agency brings us our drive of the game, the Oscar ID at the agency reminding you to drive safe and check out their website, at the agency.com for all your help on home, auto, life, or commercial insurance, that's agency.com. Joe Chacon tweets the show, Uh, Joe Joe John, I only hope that you're saying this from behind a beer screen. I've never been negative towards you. Oh, we've already got fans uh, arguing in our comments and our uh, mentions, and Joe Chacon somehow gets that on our minor talk, uh, I guess, uh, thread that's going on right now. But nonetheless, uh, I digress. Sal, as we as we close things up, as we wind things down and we look toward next week, La Tech, I'll be out next week, but I'll be joining remotely. Um, hopefully everything goes well at that. Um, but aside from that, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Miners respond. Back-to-back wins for UTEP. A new life is, has definitely felt with this team. Uh, they're able to sustain success from last week and carry it over to this week just to get a win. And uh, Miners got to feel good heading heading back from a long road trip out there in Charlotte.
4: Yeah, they definitely got to feel better especially after the 0 and 2 start. We we said, "Here I go again," right? Go 3-1 and in your next four games, and they did that. So now with the final half approaching, there's going to be a lot more important games. So this is just one piece of the puzzle that you got to put together. Um, But they're in much better shape now than they were some weeks back. So that's number one. And then number two, uh, we're going to see how this defense can respond to allowing as many points as they did, although they did help out with the touchdowns. You look at the offense. Are they going to be able to be uh, more creative when it comes down to it and get – Get first downs when you need those first downs. You did it against Boise, but you didn't do it against Charlotte. Let's see if they could do it against La Tech.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. UTEP La Tech next week in Rustin, five o'clock start. You'll have the coverage right here, six hundred ESPN El Paso with Minor Talk following. But for Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broaddus winding things down, saying so long and thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. We'll talk to you next week right here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. Have a great night, everybody.
3: Join since the Miner 49er! <laughs>